R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to Montanans as we take a recent story right out of the pages of the Hungry Horse News and the Bozeman Chronicle. Welcome to Episode 9 of the Montana Values Podcast. Let's get right into it with our host, Tammy Fisher. So today we're going to talk about respect and how respect is a Montana value and entitlement is not a Montana value. And I think we could all agree on that. Yeah. You know, I think all Montanans agree that respect is appropriate in all of our relationships and including our relationship with our public lands. Entitlement is not a Montana value. And entitlement, as we know, is a belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. And while oftentimes we think that entitlement comes from our teenagers, right? Sometimes it comes from rich folk. And sometimes it comes from people who couldn't rub two nickels together. But what we know for sure is that nowhere in Montana do we find folks who are entitled who are successful Montanans. And sometimes what we fear in out-of-state folks when they come to Montana, either as tourists or as new residents, is that they will bring with them entitlement that we might see in other states. So an example of this would be in your profession in Montana, in your professional career, if you move here from out of state and you act like because of where you're from, you're somehow entitled to a certain amount of reverence or respect, you will be swiftly discarded by Montanans. We don't care about that. We care about who you are as a person and as an individual. And if you respect the fact that you're coming to a new state, to Montana, and you're respectful of our culture. Part of our culture in Montana is our public lands and and how we view our public lands. Uh, I think most Montanans believe that public land should stay in public hands and we should protect them because the reason why most of us live in Montana is because we have our love of the great outdoors and our respect for nature, our respect for our, our wild animals, and our respect also for our agricultural use of our lands. So there was a recent case where some folks were found landing their helicopter in the South Fork of the Flathead River in the protected area called the Bob Marshall Wilderness. Most Montanans know the Bob and revere the Bob Marshall because it is sacred to Montanans. It is protected from virtually all outside modern forces. There's no cell service. You got to hike in or horseback ride in. There's no motorized vehicles. It is federally protected. And so we all revere that area as sacred to Montana. We don't have very many federally protected lands that where there's no motorized vehicles whatsoever allowed. So there's this couple from Bozeman, who happen to be Richie Riches, you know, they just happen to be rich folks from New York City. They moved to Bozeman a couple of years ago. They have a helicopter. They decided on the opening day of fishing season to fly into the Bob Marshall Wilderness and land on a sandbar in the middle of the South Fork of the Flathead River. Well, that is the Bob Marshall Wilderness area. And so Montanans were coming in, I think, on horseback or by hiking in saw the landing and said to the pilot and the person that she was with, hey, what are you doing here? Why did you land here? And the response apparently was, you know, hey, uh, the landing's fine because it's below the high water mark. Well, Montanans know what below the high water mark means because that is the standard that we all use and that's founded in Montana law 
with respect to uh, recreational use of waterways, right? Navigable waters, waters that use for fishing and other recreational uses. You can use that water or that area of land up to the high water mark. So if you live on a river, your property doesn't extend to just your shoreline. Your property actually falls short of that shoreline if the water at its highest point comes up higher than your shoreline. So these Montanans were told by these folks that live in Bozeman, the pilot and her husband, I think, below the high water mark was the standard. And obviously these Montanans who were questioning them recognized that, that isn't the standard and said the standard, you know, it's a protected area. This is wilderness. And then apparently this couple from Bozeman or that live in Bozeman said, you know what, move along. You've got our tail numbers. If you got a problem, go ahead and move along. So I'm sure that the Montanans took great offense to being told to move along because they were moving along legally through the Bob Marshall wilderness when this helicopter comes idling in and lands in the Bob Marshall. So the Montanans, you know, they're heroes like all Montanans we hope to be. They go and inform the Forest Service, hey, somebody is violating federal law, we think, by landing in the middle of the South Fork of the Flathead River in the Bob Marshall. So the Forest Service launches launches an investigation. The Hungry Horse News picks up the story, doesn't identify the Montanans that came in and found, discovered this offense. They didn't want retribution from anyone. And the story just takes off right in the media. It's a big deal. And so there's a huge backlash from the Montanans all over the state saying, you know, don't be doing that. Don't be acting all entitled and landing your helicopter in the middle of the Bob Marshall. We don't get to do that. And granted, none of us own a helicopter. We're not that kind of rich. But don't be coming into our public lands that we've all faithfully served and protected over the course of many, many years. And so then this couple makes another error, I think, in judgment by hiring a public relations firm to publicly apologize for their error. And the PR firm issues an apology that basically says, hey, yeah, we're sorry. We thought we landed outside of the Bob Marshall. Well, that's not true because it directly contradicted what they said to the Montanans when they landed in the South Fork of the Flathead. They told those Montanans, we think we're legal because we landed below the high water mark. So they directly contradict themselves in their apology. And that falls flat, of course, with the rest of Montana, because, well, none of us hire a PR firm to issue an apology. I can't even imagine doing that. <laughs> we believe in sincere and heartfelt apologies here in Montana. And hiring a PR for, firm to do it just doesn't pass the smell test. It's just not a good idea. So the apology then falls flat. And the reason why we're bringing this up today is we have this continuing concern that folks who enter our state or sometimes who live in our state have a sense of entitlement to what we hold sacred here in the state of Montana. And it's something, you know, I, I know that growing up, I learned not to act entitled. Certainly, I was a petulant child who I'm sure acted entitled on a fairly frequent occasion when I was a teenager. We expect it from our teenagers for sure. But I also remember being told, you're no better than anyone else. So, and I do this with my children when I, they really can't stand to have to apologize and make it so painful for them that they really don't want to screw up very often because 
just saying I'm sorry doesn't work for me. You have to give me an understanding or expression of why you're sorry. What is it that you think you've done that you regret now? So there has to be an expression of empathy and an understanding that the behavior was bad. And so my kids for years from the age of two to now the age of 18 rolled their eyes every time they apologized because they'd say, I'm sorry. And I'd say, what are you sorry for? Because they have to express that. And so now they know to say, I'm sorry that I did X and I know it made you feel this way and that was wrong. I won't do it again. So it feels like it's kind of rote that they have to give that expression in their apology, but that's the only way that I know that they're learning the gift and the value of empathy. And to understand the damage that was done by their actions. Right. This is what I had the same experience growing up as you did. And dad said to me, you can be whatever you want to be in this life and we will support you in doing that. But you have to remember you are no better than anyone else. And so when, when we're, when Montanans are confronted with this type of superior attitude, it is offensive to us, is patently offensive to us. And the whole thing about, gee, you know, we can't step up to a microphone and say, look, we were dumb. We did a dumb thing. We recognize it as dumb and we're very sorry and it will never happen again. Right. I mean, who hires? a PR firm to make an apology. Right. And an apology that directly contradicts what they had said before. So that's even a worse offense is they think we're too stupid <laughs> to, to know how the cow eats cabbage, to know what the truth is. And so, you know, we really want to commend these Montana heroes who went in and called these folks out for what they're doing and reported it because if they didn't report it, I, these folks, it appears, would just continue to do the same thing over and over again. Sure, of course. And I think that these folks have tried to integrate into the Bozeman community. You know, they're, they were in the baking in, industry in New York City. They moved to Bozeman. They try to get on all these boards for the university and all this kind of stuff. Well, that's all well and good. But your behavior associated with that has to be one of being a humble human being. I, I'm sure it's great that they're on all these boards so that they can be big donors to whatever their interests are. That's all great and wonderful. But if you're not humble and you don't respect our public lands and our way of life in Montana you should move along back to New York City because you don't belong here. The way you belong in Montana is you come in and you assimilate to who we are because the reason why this state is so great is because of the people in it and the efforts that we all take to protect and preserve what we have in Montana because it is unique and it is awesome. And there is a reason why Montanans know in our heart of heart, in our souls, that this is the best state to live in. Because we do it really well. And there is a collective reverence for our public lands, the atmosphere that we live in, and our way of life. And we're humble. And when new people come to town and they act like we should care what their family background is, what their professional background is, all of the degrees that they care, we don't care. I, I promise you. We do not care about any of that. And we should also note that we completely support success. We feel everyone should be successful. We yes. feel everyone should strive to make as much money as they possibly can so they can give back and give to their favorite charities and give to good causes. We are completely on board with wealth. Yep. We hope to be there one day ourselves. Yep. And, you know, the more that you have in your pocket, it gives you opportunity and choices 
that you get to make. You don't get to make those kind of choices if you have less money in your pocket. So having financial freedom is a wonderful and beautiful thing, and we completely support that. What we don't support is a a free-for-all Yes, because you are are in a significantly significantly different tax bracket than the rest of us. Right, and I promise you, you are no better of a person because you have a million dollars or a billion dollars than the guy that makes fifteen bucks an hour or five bucks an hour. I I promise, because I know people who are incredibly wealthy who are also incredibly generous, incredibly empathetic, and do everything they can appreciating not only their wealth, but appreciating the community that they live in. And so if you're a person that thinks you're better than the janitor at the school or the garbage man on the street, you don't belong in Montana because Montana is the great equalizer. We don't discriminate based upon wealth and income bracket. We just don't. We do discriminate based upon, hey, did you shoot the biggest buck this year? Then we definitely give you rewards for that because we think that that's a great accomplishment. But we don't discriminate based upon wealth. We try not to. And we want to make sure that we rid the state of that kind of discrimination where the wealthy feel entitled to pounce on everything else that the rest of us hold dear because our public lands don't discriminate based upon wealth. They're there for all of us to enjoy. Whether you are disabled and have no job, whether you are the janitor uh, at the school, or whether you're the billionaire that lives in Bozeman. Our public lands are no respecter of persons. Absolutely. So this is not about rich shaming or anything like that. We just want to talk about entitlement in general. And there can you can be poor as a church mouse and act entitled, and you you equally do not belong in Montana. So at the end of the day, what's really important for us to celebrate and appreciate are one, Montanans who recognize folks that are violating our sacred lands and our treasures and also our Montana values. And two, that these stories help us recognize and should help everyone who comes here from out of state who may not be aware of our Montana values, that entitlement just doesn't work in Montana. We don't want it. We don't want it in our politics. We don't want it in our people. We don't want it in our kids. It's something that we all strive in in becoming Montanans to do away with. It's why it's one of the primary, one of the primary values that Montana parents teach their children is respect and empathy. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. It's why we say leave no trace. And it's what makes Montana great is how respectful we are of others uh, and their person and their personal space and respectful we are of our public lands and that we do not act like we are somehow superior to our colleagues or our fellow Montanans because we all know that the great equalizer is really bad weather (laughs) and our public lands because they're available to everyone. So we sure hope that the Schwerens, if they are charged with an offense, that they are fully prosecuted and that they accept their punishment and that it would be really great if they would come back and do a redo of their apology, make it personal, make it empathetic and deliver an understanding that what they did was wrong and an acknowledgement that they knew what they were doing was wrong. That would be the Montana way. That is a Montana apology. And if they can't muster up the guts to do something like that, then perhaps they should move along back to New York City. Thanks for spending some time with us today. We'll see you next time. 
You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Check us out on our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Listen Notes. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.